It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Monday night. So six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Thursday, and I swear I can see the weekend from here. I'm checking on road conditions right now while I'm talking to you. Okay, not bad. Every everything, everything out there is on the slick side. Just so you know, there's no place out there in Wyoming that isn't just a little bit suspect as far as road conditions, but they're not horrible. If you lived in Wyoming long enough, you've seen a whole lot worse than that. Where I'm at, temperatures are in the low single digits. But at least it's not horribly windy right now. Some of you are getting some wind where I'm at right now. Not horribly windy, so we're okay. Don Day's forecast, you just heard it for your local radio station. He gives uh, updates 645 is an extended update. 745 is with me live on the air, and he's got a lot to say about what's coming in for the weekend. At least the bad weather was scheduled for the weekend. Today's show is sponsored by Banana Scented Nose Hair Clippers. Clipping your nose hair never smelled so good. Which is why I clip my nose hair so much more often now because they're banana scented. Okay, I do have news stories for you here. But I decided, as I do some mornings, gets kind of old after a while, right? All right, so let's go ahead and just dive into something else for just a minute. I came across this. Someone asked a simple question about things that are irritating uh, you know things that people will say that just makes you roll your eyes up and go oh god really now we'll see there's certain pet peeve ones of mine that might be on this list we'll find out i might hit some of yours so what phrase makes you just kind of roll your eyes up in your head and go please okay how about let's start with the big one my pronouns are Okay. Well, I, my, my answer to that is that's your personal thing. If you want to go ahead and call yourself that, you go right ahead. That has nothing to do with what I'm going to call you. But, okay, you see, that's, you see where I'm going with this now, right? All right, next one. No offense, but. Now, that one drives me nuts because as soon as I hear somebody say, no offense, but, you know, the next thing they're going to say is about the most offensive thing they could possibly say. They're just trying to cover themselves by starting off with a no offense. And you know, it's really going to be bad when they throw in the but. That's like when your mom calls you by every one of your names. All of them. All right, here's one also. this Now, this a conservative audience like this will dri- drive you absolutely nuts. Every time you hear me read the phrase common sense gun laws the moment you hear that you know it's not true that's just a propaganda phrase for gun laws that lack all common sense so so far the democrats haven't offered up any common sense gun laws oh 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 okay i just say one word thing this is going to drive you crazy insurrection that's one that's being used a lot these days. I mean, they're saying out there insurrection a lot. 
And I suppose every time you hear it, your eyes go way up in, probably so far up in your head, they come out from the bottom up again. You keep using the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. I really don't think it does either. I've heard a lot of people use that word out of context, too. Okay. Anti-vax. Yeah. <clears throat> well, in fact, that's also like saying um, if you're a climate denier, which there is no such thing as a climate denier, but you get the idea. Right, here's one I love when, when some people get into arguments, especially when you're into an argument with someone who's way on the left, but they're like hyper on the left and everything is offensive. And they write, I'm literally shaking right now. I don't know if they are or not, but either way, I just kind of go, oh, God, probably not. Let's see. Uh, that's because you're a insert ideology. Well, and, and many times, I'm more of a libertarian kind of a person. I like to say I'm libertarian-ish. But someone who starts talking to me right away, why wow, you MAGA hat wearing, that's the first thing they do these days. But besides that, I am a neocon. There's another one they love throwing out. In other words, they start tossing labels out to try to put me into some little kind of a box. But if they actually knew me, they would know that I don't think. In fact, that's another one that really gets me is when I hear someone say, I know what you're thinking. And as soon as they say what they think I'm thinking, right away I know they don't know what I'm thinking because they always get it wrong. Anytime anyone ever says to me, I know what you're thinking, they never get it right. Let's see. Um, based, uh, okay. Um, democracy, you're going to hear that a lot from commentators. Democracy is at stake. We're in an election cycle. So it's going to be used a lot because your whole democracy is at stake. Now, here's one that the moment I heard this first one, I didn't just roll my eyes up my head. I laughed. The science is settled. Anybody who knows anything about science knows that that doesn't happen. Every time scientists think that they have a handle on things, new evidence comes around because there's someone always testing theories. Let's see. You're living your best life. Uh, okay. Experts say. Uh, usually when someone says experts say, experts don't say that. And also, if there is someone who's considered to be an expert, how is that person considered to be an expert? I love it when news media touts out, brings out people that they call experts. A lot of times they don't name who the experts are, so there really isn't any expert. But if they do bring someone out, it turns out the person is not an expert. Experts say. Usually, if you hear that, you know it's nonsense. Wild Bill and Laramie. Gun violence. Guns aren't violent. People are violent. Well, and the, the purpose here, Bill, is what when you hear a phrase... Oh, I get it. I know I understand what you're saying. Gun violence. Yeah, gun violence is a phrase that make you roll your eyes up in your head. Is that what you're saying? Right. And you're right. Guns aren't violent. People are violent. No, you're right. Gun violence. That's a good point. Guns aren't violent. Guns don't do anything. If you put a gun on a table and leave it there, the gun doesn't do anything. It's not the gun that's violent. It's the person. I get you. Rhiannon for danger. Another buzzword. Democracy at stake and, oh, and white supremacists. Uh... 
Yeah, those are as soon as you hear people say certain phrases and words, especially if they repeat them often, you get a good idea that they're a non-thinker. They just repeat and regurgitate what they've heard. Oh, here's one from James. I agree with this one. Follow your heart. I hear that a lot, especially if I've, I've watched some more modern cartoons to see what are they showing our kids these days. First off, I think the artwork kind of sucks, but okay. More modern cartoons. They love to teach people, do what your heart says, follow your heart. No, follow your head. Use your intellect. That's what you follow. Okay. You don't do it because it feels good. You do it because it actually is, makes sense. It's true. You've thought it out. Follow your head, not your heart. Marginalized communities. Now, that's another one for you have to do what we say because marginalized communities. Yeah, there's another one that makes me roll my eyes up my head whenever I say it. Now, I'm, I'm just getting started here. Hang on. We got some good ones. These are, For those just joining me, these are a whole list of phrases and words that you hear people say that just makes you go, oh, God, and you roll your eyes up in your head. And usually, if you're like me, there's a massive sigh that comes with it. If not externally, then internally. Now, for me, it's usually externally because I don't like to hold that stuff in. All right, hang on. I got more of those in just a minute. Woke Radio, W-O-K-E, where we're 100% solar-powered, giving you sustainable programming and... Uh, weather says cold. No power. The sun's shining, right? Maybe we can get Mom's treadmill hooked up to the grid. Say. Got something to say to Glenn? Use the chat on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app and get your opinions straight to the studio with K2 Radio. Six twenty-three is the time to wake up. I mean, all right, just start over with something different this morning. If you're just joining, so I'm looking at phrases here, where when somebody says that word or phrase, you just roll your eyes up in your head. Sometimes you roll your eyes up so high up into your head they come right back around and up again from the bottom. That's how bad. And there's usually a heavy sigh that goes with it. So some of the suggestions I'm getting from people here, um, sustainable from Jude. Yeah. That drives me nuts. Well, okay. Um, clean, green, sustainable, reliable, all of those. But, you know, even when they say renewable when it comes to energy. But, yeah, sustainable. That's used a lot. It's got to be sustainable. And oftentimes, sustainable is used in places where it doesn't even make any sense, but you got to throw out the buzzwords, right? Woody from Buford. Living wage. Yeah. That's another one, too. we got to make a living wage. Depends uh, what do you consider a living wage to be because that's not going to be the same for everybody. Somebody who's used to living a lot higher lifestyle, yeah, to them, a living wage is a lot more money than other people who are used to you know, living a much lower lifestyle. So what exactly is a living wage? All right. Here's one. Milo in Fort Danger. Follow your dreams. If I did that, I would have fallen off a cliff, he said. Yeah. Well, that's also follow your heart. No, follow your intellect. It's like when reading Ayn Rand, love this one. She said that throughout Atlas Shrugged, she said, when you're 
when the facts are telling you one thing, but your feelings are telling you something else, all right, follow the facts every time. Badger and Cheyenne Glenn, isn't it amazing that people who have been saying we should stop labeling certain groups are now labeling people they don't like? Yes. Yes, exactly. Drives me absolutely insane that they have become everything that they complain against. Another one from Rianne, equity and inclusion. True. Yeah, that, that's another one, equity and inclusion. Now, again, those are among the buzzwords that are thrown out there, which make me just go, <sighs> oh, I like this one. See, I just got uh, from Jay. It's a meme. If you lose one sense, your other senses become enhanced. That's why people with no sense of humor have a heightened, self, <laughs> heightened sense of self-importance. Yeah, let me do that again since I screwed it up. If you lose your one sense, your other senses become enhanced. That's why people with no sense of humor have a heightened sense of self-importance. Yeah, or, 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 or. <clears throat> Those people who have no sense of reality. <laughs> you can play with that one a lot, can't you? Let's see, I got to go to Avocado from Laramie because I can't see all of what you're saying here. Um, the word Democrat annoys me. Okay, here, here's what annoys me. Democratic. Yeah. Oh, and San Francisco annoys me too. No. Okay, Avocado. And La for Avocado, it's when people say Democratic, the Democratic Party. No, it's the Democrat Party. Not Democratic, the Democrat Party. Well, you don't say Republicratic, do you? Yeah, okay. I.A.D. John, morning, Glenn. We live in a democracy. No, we live in a republic. He's absolutely right. I can't, it drives me nuts when I hear people say, yeah, you know, we live in a democracy. And I've actually, actually had to explain to adults who went through school that they think that we live in a democracy where if the majority says something, then we all have to do it. And then I turn to them and say, but we don't live in a democracy like that. We don't. We live in a republic. What the majority thinks doesn't matter. If the majority of people want to empty your bank account and give it to the poor, they're not allowed to do that. What stops them is, well, we live in a republic, which does things by law, not by popular vote. There's a difference between a democracy and a republic. So, yeah, that kind of drives me nuts, too. Let's see, a few others. Um, okay, here we go. White privilege. Defending democracy. That's one that's thrown out by politicians quite a bit. Resiliency, says Scotty. Isn't it just resilience when you, get, when you tack a Y on? Yeah, it's resilient. They just tacked a Y on to that. Uh, oh, oh, here's one we've talked about before. Irregardless. I know they put it in the dictionary. That's wrong. The word is regardless. Let's see. Equity. Yeah, equity, inclusion. Okay. Oh, I love that. Okay, Daniel, you've got it right. <clears throat> I'm not going to lie. Why do you have to preface it by saying that? Does Whenever someone says to me, well, I'm not going to lie, that tells me that a lot of times they do lie, but this time they're promising not to. Jeff says non-binary. Okay. Common sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of times when people say common sense, uh, it doesn't make sense. It depends on how they use that. Uh, Susie says, we're all in this together. No. 
We're not all in this. Good luck with that. Coming up on, I got a whole bunch more, but a fire pit poll. The word fair. Yes, fair. In fact, let's include fair with inclusive. It's fair and inclusive. Those words like that people use to try to manipulate you into doing what they want. Coming up on some local news update on your weather forecast after that, and I have a bunch more of these. Hang on. Let's wake up, Wyoming. So many opinions, we had to build the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030, K2 Radio. 6.36 the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. All right. Again, for those people just joining me. So I decided to do something a little bit different. And I, here's a bunch of words and phrases that make people's eyes just kind of roll up in their head. You know, whenever I hear someone say sustainable, for example, that's a buzzword today that's used for a lot of different things. Whatever word or phrase makes you go, oh, here we go with this again. All right. So Jim, he writes, what bothers me most is whenever a liberal opens their mouth. You can rest assured that whatever comes out of their mouth is either a lie or it's an accusation towards a conservative. Well, yeah. Um, I think, uh, oh, you put it up on the Facebook page? Thank you, Mary. We'll get some more out of that. Okay, so if it's an accusation toward conservatives, you can bet they're uh, doing it tenfold. Every term or phrase they use is used to divide. Now, actually, I'll give them something on that. There are certain people out there, as in certain political movements especially, not just liberals, but in certain political movements, especially, I've noticed, Jim, you've probably noticed this too, when people talk about ending divisiveness and being inclusive and bringing us together, in order to do that, they always have to start to marginalize certain people and exclude certain people. So we're all going to come together and kumbaya except you people. You're not allowed in our group. But everybody else, it's all inclusive, and so, except you people. Yeah, that happens a lot. Let's see. Uh, more words and phrases. Uh, bro. Okay. Trina doesn't like when people go, bro. Uh, let's see. Truth to power. Oh, okay, that's a good one. Speaking truth to power. And oftentimes that comes without a definition to it, which is what gets me. They don't, I hate it when someone uses a word or a phrase and they don't decide. Oh, here, I got one for you. This one drives me nuts. Every so often I see a sign that says, love is love. And that makes me roll my eyes up in my head because they didn't define their terms. I've said this before. You cannot define a word by using the same word. So the example I came up with, I'm going to invent a word. Snorkel whacking. Interesting. So what is snorkel? I bet you would love to know what snorkel whacking means. Well, snorkel whacking means snorkel whacking. Did I just explain it to you? No, because I cannot define a word by using the same word. So to say love is love doesn't mean anything. I don't know what you're talking about. 
you have to use other words. At least one other word, but preferably other words. Love is what? What are you talking about? That one just drives me absolutely crazy. All right. Um, let me see. Uh, spectrum content. Some of these are a little too long. Oh, social justice. That's when that's used a lot. But again, they don't often define their terms. Now, I know that because if you go ask people who use the phrase social justice and fight for social justice, ask them what social justice means. They don't know because no one ever defined their terms. But it has two words in there, social and justice, so it's got to be good even though they've never defined what that means. Uh, let me see. Oh, this is a good one. Now, actually, I'm kind of in favor of this one. Bless your heart. See, if you grew up as a Southerner, you know that you are really, you've just been insulted big time when someone goes, oh, bless your heart. You have just been called stupid in the worst possible way. Someone did not walk up to you and get in your face and go, you know, you're just the biggest idiot on the planet. You are just the dumbest, the stupidest person ever. No, they didn't say that. They said it worse. They said, bless your heart. Oh, my God. You, that's just going to drive you crazy. Oh, here's a good one from Shade. Government funded. I had a talk with a gentleman yesterday at a luncheon of whom I like. Here in the state of Wyoming, he is one of those in the Wyoming House of Representatives who wants to open up this big Wyoming gun range for international shooting competitions, which I think is a great idea, but it's mostly going to be funded by the state of Wyoming, which in, in which case he and I had a nice little talk about it, and I told him, I know you're going to hate me for this, but I'm completely opposed to it because that's not something government should be involved in. Government funded. Yeah, that often means something really bad whenever the government decides to fund something. Yeah, and there's other words that mean government funded, but they just never really say government funded. Now, we're just getting warmed up here, aren't we? I could spend the rest of the morning doing this. So Miss Mary just told me she just put that question up on our Facebook page, which I think is a good idea. So uh, words or phrases that just whenever you hear them, you go, oh. All right, Don Day's up next with your extended weather forecast. And this one's worth listening to because we're getting closer to the weekend when the worst of the weather gets our way. If I manage to make it through this week, I would like my street jacket to be black leather and my helmet to sparkle. Thank you. Listen to Glenn Woods anywhere you roam with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030, K2 Radio. 6.48 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox where Frank Gambino is waiting by. You scared me this morning. What did I, what did I, what? what because I, was, I arrived at the radio station at 5.30. I thought, oh, somebody's shoveling the snow. Yeah, it was do, me. Do we, do, Yeah. Well, I thought we'd, you know, hire somebody. somebody. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> and then I, I walk up like, hey, how's everything? And I'm like, oh, that's Glenn. Yeah, exactly right. So, first, okay, so I think probably what freaked you out is I was doing manual labor. Yes, and I'm waiting for you to jump in our snow cab and do the parking lot. Okay, no, that was Drew. Yeah. Yeah, that was Drew in the backyard doing the, and I decided if Drew's going to go out there and plow the parking lot, then at least I can do is clear the sidewalks. Okay. 
This okay. is what I like. Employees <laughs> cleaning their own sidewalks and parking lot after and three you're not having the, And you're and not I, having And I'm not doing a damn thing about it. <clears throat> That's all right. Well, I did, you know, you had a nice walk up some Well, yeah, and, and you shoveled me a little path. I you know? did there. I, I, did, I didn't yeah. need that. I can, no. I can get there. You, you know? can get there by yourself. I was just trying to be nice. Here's a path for you to climb up here all by yourself over here. Though next time, though, I might just hand you the shovel and say, you finish it. Yeah, and, and I'll throw the shovel right in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have a uh, some real weather coming this week as far oh, as cold yeah. goes, right? Okay. I have a list of things that we will promise to do, but then not. We all do this. Okay. okay. You say you're going to clean out that closet. This would be the weekend for it. Yes, it's not going to happen. Is Same it? thing with the garage. Right. I see. No, but, but they have to <laughs> get the garage, the garage uh, closed. Vacuum cleaning, dusting, yes, yes, organizing. Yes, 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 yes. Isn't happening. All of those projects and New Year's resolutions you promised, you were going to start that this weekend, you're telling everybody, because you're going to be stuck inside, so you might as well just get to it, right? Is that happening? Well, it's too cold to go to the gym. Yeah, so it's not going to happen, is it? No. There's nothing that's going to Okay. No. I just wanted everybody to know that you are looking at a weekend where you're you, Some of you might be stuck at home, and you have all of these grand ideas about things that you're going to accomplish while you're stuck at home. And everybody, including you, knows your line. I know. Maybe I should take down my Christmas tree. You haven't done that in how many years? No, it's, yeah, it's been up for, it's been up for so two and a half we years. We know so. your line. Yeah. All right, women's college basketball, the women cowgirls on a roll. They beat San Diego State and Laramie last night, 72-55, to improve the 4-0 in Mountain West play, 9-6 overall. The cowgirls put the game away in the fourth quarter, outscoring the Aztecs 21-7. UW shot 52% from the field and connected on 10 three-pointers with just seven turnovers. Tess Barnes had 17 points for the cowgirls. Allison Furtig recorded a double-double with 10 points and 11 rebounds. San Diego State falls to 2-2 two and two in league play and 11-6 and six overall. The Cowgirls will play at New Mexico on Wednesday. One team not on a roll is the Wyoming Cowboy basketball team who lost big at Utah State on Tuesday 83 uh, to, to drop them to 8-8 eight and eight overall, 1-2 and two in Mountain West play. The last three losses for the Cowboys have been by big double-digit numbers, 26, 17, and 24 to BYU, New Mexico, and Utah State. The Cowboys also have double-digit losses to Weber State in Texas. It's been a live and learn for the Pokes, and they really need to tighten the screws on defense, and they'll be at home on Saturday afternoon to take on Fresno State. Our latest WildPreps.com basketball polls are off for the 4A boys. Cheyenne Central remains number one, Cheyenne East two, Laramie three, Natrona four, and Sheridan five, and 3A Douglas still number one, followed by Powell, Lovell, Pinedale, and Thermopolis. Lingle Fort Laramie is the new number one team in 2A with Wright second, Tongue River third, Wyoming Indian fourth, and Lusk fifth, and in 1A boys, Upton ranked first, followed by Saratoga, Cokeville, Farson, Eden, and Southeast. In our Wild Preps girls basketball Poll, Cheyenne East number one, Cody two, Sheridan three, Campbell County four, and Cheyenne Central five. Douglas remains number one in 3A, followed by Buffalo, Mountain View, Pinedale, and Palm. Tongue River is rated first in 2A, Wyoming Indian second, Sundance third, Rocky Mountain fourth, and Lingle Fort Larrabee fifth. And Cokeville is numero uno in 1A, followed by Upton, Southeast Burlington, and Little Snake River. Our Wild Preps athletes of the week have been announced. For the boys, it's Lingo basketball player Brady Cook, who averaged 22 points a game in the 2AE SmackDown tournament over the weekend. The girls' winner was Cheyenne South wrestler Trinity Warner, who won the 106-pound weight class at the Douglas tournament over the weekend. Nominations for the next athlete of the week starts tomorrow at 5 p.m. and concludes Monday at 9 a.m. And log on to wildpreps.com or the Wild Preps app to get started. The high school alpine skiing event scheduled for today and tomorrow on Casper Mountain has been postponed to the upcoming gnarly weather conditions. It'll be rescheduled 
scheduled for January 25th and 26th. That's in sports. So it looks to me weather-wise so far, any team that wanted to get into town this weekend is where you are is probably going to be in town. Well, uh, you, you would hope. I, yeah. You know, I, I, have, I haven't checked wide out or anything or what's going on, but I'm right. sure the, the schools <laughs> have been on the <laughs> been checking at Bomo's every half hour. Right, you know? yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Yeah, okay. Well, so far, things look sketchy, but by Wyoming standards, that's good. Yeah, because, well, you know, there's and there's some big events. You know, yeah. Casper's a huge indoor high school track meet mm-hmm. coming up on Saturday. And they have a wrestling meet here here in Casper also on Friday and Saturday. Yeah. And we just mentioned, it'll be, there'll be no alpine skiing. Somebody got said, you know what? Who wants to ski in a blizzard. Yeah, well, or just negative temperatures. Either way. I mean, you know, it gets to a certain point that even alpine skiers will go, it's cold. Well, yeah, unless you're skiing for a gold medal in the Olympics. Yeah, okay. All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. News time after that, national local update on the weather forecast. You and I get back into it after that. Triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. Wake up, Wyoming. Seven oh six. The time it's wake up, Wyoming. Oh, I got some real news stories for you this time. For those just joining me, first hour of the program. And you can still do this, by the way. I was just throwing out, and other people were offering up, words and phrases that just make your eyes roll up in your head. Like sustainable. Things like that. Think of words and phrases that you hear that make you just go, oh, God, this again? Yeah, okay. And toss those my way. You can use the Wake Up Wyoming app. And for those on Facebook, Miss Mary went to the Wake Up Wyoming page and posted it as a question. So you go ahead and answer that. Meantime, though, there's something I've been working on for a couple of days and uh, almost a week now. I just wanted to get the argument right in my head. And I posted it on the Wake Up Wyoming site. We'll look at it next. Today's show is sponsored by Banana Scented Nose Hair Clippers. Clipping your nose hair never smelled so good. And for those people who don't often clip their nose hairs, but they should, uh, it makes you want to do it more often, frankly. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Okay, so a little while ago, the governor, Governor Gordon, of course, and his office started to put out a campaign along with some other groups in Wyoming calling for an all-of-the-above approach to energy. And I thought, I know the argument against this, but I wanted to make sure I said it as clearly as I could so they understood what I was saying. I know you guys, most of you people out there will, but in all of the above approach to energy, sounds so good that Wyoming should be involved in an all of the above approach in energy. But I look at this and understand that's not a good idea. 
If you're wondering why, here we go. What I'd like to do is get government out of the energy industry. Like, I want government out of all sorts of different industries. So let's take a look, and here's an example that I used. Uh, let's go to a communist country. Right? In communism, they decided that they were going to make sure people had enough bread. And so they took over the bread industry. Well, they took over every industry, but let's focus on bread. The result of that was they decided what kind of bread people should be eating. That was their decision. It wasn't up to the people to decide what kind of bread they wanted. The government decided you need to eat this kind of bread. And a loaf of bread is going to look this big and weigh this much. They decided every little thing about a loaf of bread. And the result was they didn't make enough bread to satisfy. They couldn't make enough bread to provide bread for the people. And the cost of bread was outrageously high. Also, the bread they did produce sucked. So they made horrible bread that was not good for the people and never produced enough of a supply to feed all the people. And the price was outrageously high. This is typical of what happens when government gets involved in something. And I can do the same thing for government getting involved in health care. The more government gets involved in health care, the more out of reach and expensive it gets. And for those people who think, well, in Canada and the UK, they have free health care. No, they don't. It's deducted from their paycheck at an outrageous price. And it's some of the worst health care on the planet. This is what happens when government decides we're going to take over here. So let's take energy here in Wyoming. So government's going to come along. People, these are people at any level. I don't care if you're talking elected officials to bureaucrats. These are people who know nothing about the energy industry. Not a thing. But they are going to decide based on their all of the above approach what kind of energy we should have and how to split up that pie. We're going to have this much wind and this much solar. And then of the other forms of energy, they're going to get that slice of the pie. There's our all of the above. Well, how would they know how much wind is needed or how much solar is needed or how much of anything else? They don't because they're not in that industry. They're doing this mostly for political reasons. So it looks good. But we see the result of this the more they do it the less reliable, and one of their favorite buzzwords, the less reliable, the less sustainable, the less affordable, the worse it is for the environment. They end up making a mess out of it because they don't know what they're doing. Now, let's take a look at a grocery store with a bread aisle in a free market. If you go to a grocery store in America, walk down the bread aisle, it is jam-packed full of bread. There's too much, in fact, at times. There's so much of it, we end up throwing out bread. We make it in such abundance. In most cases, though, it doesn't get thrown out. It gets do donated to charitable organizations. But you understand, we make that much. We make an abundance and oversupply. <clears throat> and bread companies make a good living doing it. And so you as a consumer, you get to walk down the aisle and decide what bread you like by consistency and flavor, what you think is healthy for you, but you also get to decide how much you're going to pay for it. What do you think is a reasonable price based on just not only what you think a reasonable price is, but also how much can you afford? 
And because of that, you go to any capitalist country and look at the bread aisle, and it just runneth over with bread. And what happens is, as consumers make their choices, the manager of the grocery store is constantly watching what people do, and he's making sure the bread and the bread companies do this too. They stock according to what consumer choices are. They follow the trends. And that's why we have an overabundance of really good bread and a large variety of breads at good prices. That's what happens when you let the free market reign. When the free market reigned in America for the energy industry, we had affordable and reliable energy. Okay? And we had it whenever we needed. This weekend's going to get really cold. And with affordable, reliable energy, all they have to do is, as it gets colder, they just crank it up. And there it is. But that's because it was decided by the marketplace. Those people who produce electricity, the creators of electricity for us to consume, they look at what's the best way to do it. So if coal is the number one way to go, then most power plants will be coal. But as natural gas takes over as more affordable and more accessible, then they'll start using natural gas instead. Or whatever it might be, they're gonna follow whatever is the best thing to do based on what is actually affordable and reliable. So what government should be doing when it comes to energy is just two things, just two. That's all they should do. One, make sure the energy that you pay for when you get your bill, they're not ripping you off. So step one, make sure that they're actually not overcharging you. They're not ripping you off for this energy. That's the first thing government does. Second thing is, yes, make sure when they produce energy, electricity in this case is what we're talking about, they do it in an affordable way, but also a clean way. And by clean, don't pollute. In other words, CO2 is not a pollutant. I'm talking like oil spills, you know, real pollution. So they got to make sure they do it in a clean way. Government will watch out for that. And we got to make sure that they don't rip us off. That's it. Other than that, I want government out of the energy industry. So when I hear the governor and other people say that, well, we need an all of the above approach, my answer is no. We need an approach to energy in America where government is not involved. We need a free market approach. We need to get government out of the energy industry. We need to get government out of healthcare and many other things too. Let's get government out of the energy industry. On that note, I got another story here, which I'll come up with next. It's YDOT. I saw this as a story, but I just saw a post of this. It's a YDOT post where they're asking people, hey, would you like to get involved? YDOT would like to get involved in helping putting up charging stations around. And they're trying to talk businesses into doing it. I'll address that next. Hey, man, you want some chicken pot pie? Hell yeah, dude, those are my three favorite things. Yep, there you have it. A new level of crazy. And you heard it here first. He's talking to himself in a padded room. And you could be the voice in his head. Join the conversation on Wake Up Wyoming, 866-97-WOODS. Seven twenty-one's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, so I just got done answering Governor Gordon and some other people who say we want an all of the above approach to energy in Wyoming. No, we need to get government out of energy. 
Government should not be deciding what percentage of energy is wind or solar or coal or gas or whatever. The marketplace needs to decide that. We don't need a all of the above approach to energy. We need the energy sector, electricity in this case, to decide what is best for business. It's called the free market. Get government out of energy. Other than making sure they're not ripping us off and to make sure they're not polluting. And CO2 is not a pollutant, so don't worry about that. I mean, real pollution. All right, now, there's this story. Now, I did see the ad that YDOT put up, but I'm going to go to the Cowboy State Daily article. So a while back, I was telling you that the federal government had dropped some money on Wyoming and was encouraging Wyoming to go around the state and put up EV charging stations. They wanted them about every 50 miles, which means the people in D.C. who wanted every 50 miles obviously have never been here because if they've been here, they would see how that's not possible and why. And when officials from Wyoming try to make the argument to the federal bureaucrats, that's not possible out here. Nope, you're going to do it. This is what we're dealing with. So here's where YDOT took the federal money, which they shouldn't have done, and they went around trying to get businesses to put up EV charging stations. And it wasn't really going all that well. A few places bit, but most places they looked at the deal and went, so wait a minute. You helped me to set it up, but eventually it's my responsibility. And, and these things are not profitable, you know. And No, this doesn't work out. Now, Wyoming quit handing out the money, the state of Wyoming, because... It was a bad deal. If these charging stations break down and no one repairs them, and let's, let's look at it this way. A business owner would not repair a charging station for a couple of different reasons. If it's not making money, if it's actually losing money and it breaks down, why would he repair it? To lose more money? If it's breaking even financially and it breaks down, why would he repair it? So he loses money on the repair to repair something that's breaking even. he would See, that's how business owners make decisions. This thing isn't profitable, so I'm not doing it. So the state of Wyoming found itself in a bad spot because if charging stations start going dark, then the federal government wants that money back. So the state of Wyoming said, we're not, no, we're not gonna do that. Well, here's the latest. Wyoming EV network not dead as state looks for businesses to run charging stations. I just saw an ad from YDOT on social media asking for people to help out. Story says, while there are plenty of spots to pump gas along a 250-mile stretch of Interstate 80 from Rock Springs to Cheyenne, albeit space to park quite a bit, there may be places for drivers of electric-powered-up cars to juice up. A federally funded program to build electric vehicle charging stations across Wyoming may get a jump start since placed on, it's been placed on life support since last spring. Last May, the program was placed on hold over concerns the state could be stuck with a hefty bill if those stations are left abandoned. And that's about uh, $24 million. Now, before I get into that, into the rest of this, what's happening... I want you to think about it. With gas-powered vehicles, filling stations just started popping up all over the place. Even in states like Wyoming, filling stations just started popping up all over the place without any government subsidies because it was profitable. Now, they can't get people to buy an electric vehicle 
unless there's heavy tax breaks from the state and the feds, and then there's subsidies on top of that from the state and the feds. Even some cities, big cities, are offering even more on top of that. And still they have a hard time bringing down the price enough for people to buy one. Then when it comes to the charging stations, they have to pay off people to open up charging stations. And yet, when it came to the internal combustion engine, it, the stations just started popping up all over the place. You see the problem here, right? Story says, YDOT is giving new investors until the end of January to come up with new ideas to gauge interest from potential station owners about participating in the federally-backed National Electric Vehicle Infrastructure Program. Quote, we hit pause because we wanted to see what other states were doing. No money was lost. No money was rejected. The federal offer to Wyoming, nearly $24 million over five years, could build 17 charging stations along the Interstate 80 and 25 and 90. The program requires about a 20% match from private businesses, which would build and operate the stations. The feds would kick in money to support the station's operations for up to five years. Now, I know for a fact because they've called this program, hey, gas station owners, you ever get an offer like that to open up a gas station? Oh, they, they really want you to open up these charging stations, but it, do, do you get offers like that to open up a gas station? After five years, the businesses own and operate their own charging station. The program from the feds to Wyoming, five-year plan. Based on federal calculations and appropriations, Wyoming was allocated $3.9 million in 2022 and expected $5 million each year for the following years. Quote, as we understand it, funding does not yet have a specific uh, deadline or expiration date. So here's what I would like to do, and this, I should add this into my article about, or maybe I'll do a separate article, but yeah, about the all of the above approach. Just get out of it. Just When the feds come along waving money for these EV charging stations, Wyoming is a free, this is the answer I would give. Wyoming is a free market state. If there is a market for EV charging stations, then they'll just start popping up all over the place, just like gas stations did. Just like diesel pumps started just popping up all over the place. But if there isn't any market for it, well, then no one's going to, or very few will pop up. We'll just let the marketplace do what it does. And the same should be for producing electricity in the state of Wyoming. Get the government out of it because they don't know what they're doing. Government does not know what it's doing. And just let the marketplace organically handle it. And if we do end up with electric cars all over the place, it's because everybody out there wanted one. Not because we're being bribed or forced to. Coming up on 7.30, local news coming your way after local news update on the weather forecast. At 7.45, Don Day joins me. We're going to talk about the weekend weather forecast as we get closer to it. One thing for sure, it's going to be real cold out there. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Sunday night. You asked for an expert. 
Uh, we didn't have the budget for that. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Weekdays, 6 to 10 a.m. and 24-7 on the Wake Up Wyoming app. 7.36 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, a couple of things for you before we get to non-Dan. I got to get to, oh, I got to hear this here. Hang on um, I'm not going to be able to listen to this right now. On the ridiculously large television that I have in front of me over here, there's a, uh, it's going to be a panel discussion. And it says, Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley to speak at Renewable Fuels Association. Well, first off, there's renewable fuel is a lie, but okay. I mean, I would be interested to see. So they're going to sit in front of that group and have a conversation. I'd love to hear what they have to say. Because were it me running, I would go, I don't want to help you guys other than just let the free market do what it does. And if it works out for wind and solar, that's cool. Other than that, just stop. You know, I'm not going to subsidize this. That's what I would say anyway. But all right. Uh, completely separate question here. I came across this headline. For you parents out there, especially the moms. Headline, suddenly breastfeeding is problematic. Story says, I suppose it was inevitable given the current state of craziness in the world. So perhaps we should have seen this coming. From the origins uh, up until the invention. Yeah, okay, it goes on and on. Uh, it's understand that mothers nursing their infants by breastfeeding them is probably the best way to go. It was literally the most natural thing in the world for all the health benefits and so on. But we're living in the 2020s now, and everything that uh, used to taking concern, sensibility now, is now problematic. So here's the exact quote. Let's see who this is from. Um, yeah, okay. Matt Morgers reports. Ac this is from academia. I'm looking for exactly from where, but okay. It says, quote, we are concerned about breastfeeding promotion that phrases breastfeeding as a natural way to feed infants, wrote Jessica Morcelli of the University of Pennsylvania and several others at different universities. Quote, Promoting breastfeeding as natural may be uh, ethically problematic and even more troubling. It may bolster the belief that natural approaches are presumptively healthier. Oh, okay. I'll let you ladies and just parents in general help me out on that one. So now breastfeeding is ethically and ethnically even problematic. Okay, you, you tell me. I'll let you guys guide me on that one. I'm just going to kind of shrug my shoulders. Marianne's on the phone. Hi, Marianne. Lynn, I just want to make a, a comment about electric cars and the one that just set a garage on fire in the south part of uh, Denver uh, last night mm -hmm. or the night before. So this okay, is... The electric car, uh, the battery caught fire. Yeah. Okay, and it was a mucky-muck car. It wasn't like one of these cheap, you know, uh, they're all expensive electric, but this was. And um, so the firemen, when they were interviewing the firemen, the comment was, "This, well, these uh, cars are uh, setting fires all over the world. Yeah. In fact, when it comes to the big ships that come across the ocean delivering electric cars from other countries, there's special care that's taken because if one of those cars on one of those big ships full of cars catches fire, and what do you do? Sink the ship to put out the fire? I mean, I, it, 
That'll just rage on forever. Exactly. Yeah. You can't trust them. No, you, they yeah. have not been out long enough to. Uh, they've got all kinds of faults, and nobody is raising the red flags. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I read there's even some ports with those big ships that are saying, you know, we really don't want to just let you guys in until we're sure you're not going to catch fire and set the port on fire. So, okay, yeah, there have been some problems with electric vehicles. And for those who are a little confused, I mean, you know, gas cars catch on fire. Yeah, but not while you're sleeping in the middle of the night. Just, you know, the car's not even running, and it just catches exactly. fire. Exactly, and if it feels, you know, the, the house... You know, the people woke up in time to get out, yeah. so, so on and so forth, And but it was filled with smoke. Yeah, okay. And took an enormous amount of water to put out. Oh, you got to love it. Yeah. Thanks, All right. Glenn. All right, sure. Okay. So that's uh, Marianne from Wheatland on electric cars. And, yeah, you know, petroleum cars and diesel vehicles, they, they catch fire, too, but not just spontaneously while you're sleeping in the middle of the night. That's... A bit of a different problem there. So for those people who are proponents of electric vehicles, there are some good things about them. I mean, if you want torque, when you step on the pedal, I can't say gas pedal, it's not a gas pedal. When you step on the pedal to go, boy, you go. Yeah, I mean, they the, the performance outperforms any gas vehicle. It really does. But there's many other problems that have to be solved Batteries are part of it, but many other things as well. All right, so this weekend is going to get really cold. Let's get some of the details as we get closer to it. Don Day's up next week. Where Wyoming comes to talk. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. Seven forty-five is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Okay, Don Day's on the line with me. Don, I got a story in front of me here about eighty-five mile an hour wind gusts. Southeast Wyoming recorded. Uh, yeah, a lot of wind uh, with that high wind warning that we saw um, over the last thirty-six hours or so. Now, winds since then have died down, but but we've got everything, Glenn. We got high winds. We got snow. We've got wind chill advisories, wind chill warnings, blizzard warnings, winter storm warnings. You take it. We've got everything. Okay. So that's what's kept you busy the past couple of days, huh? All right. Now, this means that as we get in toward the weekend, I mean, you're still juggling a lot of things to find out exactly how this is going to happen, right? Well, I, I think it it's very safe to say that everybody is going to experience the coldest weather of this season. Okay. This is especially true in the central, the north, and the east. We have off and on chances of snow between now and Monday. Uh, the focal point of the heaviest snow will stay in the high country, uh, but especially tomorrow and into the weekend, we're going to see sort of that I-80 corridor area from Evanston to Cheyenne having the, the best chance of accumulating snow, lighter snow elsewhere. Um, as we have mentioned several times this week, this isn't just one system. This is a combination of multiple systems with a large Arctic outbreak all working together. And it's going to be, uh, we're going to be looking at this winter weather probably going all the way into early Tuesday. Now, by Wednesday and Thursday, I see a break in the weather, but between now and then, it's going to be very Arctic. Sub zero temperatures will be common in the central, the north, and the east. Only far southwestern Wyoming, I think, will escape the bitter, bitter cold. But even then, they're they're still going to have a lot of winter weather. Am I right in what I'm thinking? Okay, so southeastern Wyoming doesn't get as cold as, let's say, the center of the state. But doesn't the southern part of the state get more snow? 
That's right. Okay. And, and, and reason for that is, is that I-80 corridor stretch is going to see some Pacific moisture overrunning the Arctic air. So there's going to be variety to the weather. Uh, one size does not fit all with the forecast between now and Monday, but everybody... It's like Oprah when she gave away the cars. Remember, oh, yes. Every, everybody you, gets. <laughs> yeah, everybody gets up. Don Day made an Oprah Winfrey. Mark down this date and time in history. Okay, so I know. Are you going to give up? Sometimes you do this when we get some, you know, pretty good weather through. Uh, maybe you toss in a special weekend forecast on your podcast. I probably will be doing that Saturday yeah. morning. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That that seems to make a whole lot of sense because again, so many things are changing. I guess we know it's going to be miserable. Your exact details may vary. Yeah, and when we get these really deep Arctic air masses coming in, one or 200 feet in elevation yeah. could mean the difference between your house getting to 30 below or 10 below. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so you, you get a lot of variability. And the thing to remember about Wyoming weather, is, especially in these situations, topography plays a huge role. Right. So, so the... the Everybody's going to see something a little bit different, but everybody's going to see basically the same overall, uh, the overall general same weather. But uh, this is one of these situations where one town or city could hit yeah. 25 or 30 below, a town 100 miles away, 10 below, or yeah. 5 below, or 0. Okay. So there's going to be a big difference. All right. We'll update it all tomorrow. Thank you, Don. Don Day with Day Weather, who has been a really busy guy the past couple of days. In fact, he didn't answer the call that we connect on so you can hear that uh, until the last possible second. I figured it's because he was just probably really busy. Off to the icebox we go. All right, so I'm putting together the list for the weekend. Uh, Netflix paid up. Yeah, I, I saw a, a graphic of a map. It, yeah. uh, this is like of Kansas. It's supposed to get, get hammered. On the top end, it was like, okay, milk and bread advisory. Yes. <laughs> yes. The bottom end, which right. was still getting, you know, snow and everything mm-hmm. else, Liquor advisory. Yes, it's, it's right. It's what you go to the store for. Yeah. yeah when so you go, so when it's getting bad, yeah. you need your liquor uh-huh. and bread and water. Okay. Now, I think bread we've food. had this conversation before. What is Now, we already know you probably are thinking about what sporting events, if you go to one, but what you're going to watch on television, right? Well, there'll be NFL football. Mm, okay. You know, so that's, you okay. know, if you're going to watch TV, um, might as well watch the playoffs. For or, me, Fargo season five. Fargo season five. Yeah, I might just go ahead and blow through the whole thing. I got some books that I've been wanting to go through as well. I have a flight simulator at home I'll work on. Now, what's on your snackage menu? Well, chips. Chips, okay. You know. Kinds of chips? What kinds? Does it matter? Yes. Yes, this is important (laughs) stuff here. All right, right, blue Doritos. Blue Doritos. Oh, okay. Do you dip them in anything? Uh, I, I, I tried that the other day with some stuff that was too hot. Yeah. Lesson learned. Okay. So, so I'm going to go plain. Okay. Now, this is also a big deal. Are you cooking your meal or are you microwaving your I meals? may do both. I Little mean, both. May, okay. but, but does a frozen pizza in the oven count as cooking? <sighs> wow. Okay. Let's go ahead and ask the audience that. <laughs> does a frozen pizza in the oven count as cooking? See, in my mind, Yes. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, it A does. pizza from scratch is cooking. No, no, no. Turning the oven on is uh, cooking. That's, that's considered cooking. Well, if you're going to do that, then putting some uh, pizza bites in the microwave would be cooking then. And I don't well, call well, that cooking. Well, yeah, I mean, so, the, the microwave is easy. You, you so, can put, put something in there for a minute at 1,000 degrees. But the, <laughs> So the microwave is not cooking, but the oven is. 
Yes. I see. We'll work on that. Okay. Women's college basketball. The Wyoming Cowgirls on a roll. They beat San Diego State and Laramie last night, 72-55, to improve the 4-0 in Mountain West play, 9-6 overall. The Cowgirls put the game away in the fourth quarter, outscoring the Aztecs 21-7. UW shot 52% from the field and connected on 10 three-pointers with just seven turnovers. Tess Barnes had 17 points for the Cowgirls, with Allison Furtick recording a double-double, 10 points and 11 rebounds. San Diego State falls to 2-2 two two in league play. And 11 and 6 overall. Cowgirls will be at New Mexico coming up on Wednesday. One team not on a roll is the Wyoming Cowboy basketball team, who lost big at Utah State on Tuesday, 83 59. They dropped them to 8 8 overall, 1 and 2 in Mountain West play. The last three losses for the Cowboys have been big double digit numbers 26 points, 17 and 24 to BYU, New Mexico, and Utah State. Cowboys also have double digit losses to Weber State and Texas. It has been live and learn for the folks this year, and they really need to tighten the screws on defense. They'll be at home on Saturday afternoon in Laramie to continue Mountain West play taking on the Bulldogs of Fresno State. Our latest wildpreps.com basketball polls are out in 4A boys. Cheyenne Central remains number one. Cheyenne East two. Laramie three in the Toronto four. And Sheridan five and 3A. Douglas still number one followed by Powell, Lovell, Pinedale and Thermopolis. Lingle Fort Laramie is the new number one team in 2A with Wright second. Tongue River third. Wyoming Indian fourth and Lusk fifth. And 1A boys Upton rated first followed by Saratoga, Cokeville, Farson, Eden and Southeast. And our girls wildpreps basketball polls Cheyenne East number one, Cody two, Sheridan three, Campbell County four, and Cheyenne Central five. Douglas remains number one in 3A, followed by Buffalo, Mountain View, Pinedale, and Powell. Tongue River is rated first in 2A, Wyoming Indian second, Sundance third, Rocky Mountain fourth, and Lingle Fort Laramie fifth. Cokeville is numero uno in 1A, followed by Upton, Southeast Burlington, and Little Snake River. Our Wild Preps Athletes of the Week have been announced for the boys. It's Lingle basketball player Brady Cook, who averaged 22 points a game in the 2A East Smackdown Tournament over the weekend. The girls' winner was Cheyenne South wrestler Trinity Warner, who won the 106-pound weight class at the Douglas Tournament over the weekend. Nominations for the next 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 week's Athlete of the Week starts tomorrow at 5 and concludes Monday at 9. Log on to wildpreps.com or the Wild Preps app to get started. And the high school alpine ski meet scheduled, scheduled for today and tomorrow on Casper Mountain has been postponed due to the upcoming gnarly weather conditions and it'll be rescheduled for January 25th and 26th. So I went to look up what people think is the definition of cooking and so here's Steve and Casper. According to his wife, if I had to stir it, it's homemade. See? <laughs> See? We, yeah. But we, now, there's a difference between, let's say, uh, pre-made canned soup, one person is saying, or something in the oven, or what about salads? That There's some preparation, but that's not what cooking is. Cooking is anything with heat. They're calling... Well, some people do say that. Other people are saying, I don't know, does it does it take any creativity to do it? No. no does no. it? Should it? No, I don't... So some I, does. Will you open the discussion, Frank? So here we go. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Yeah. When is it cooking? See, to me, the microwave is not cooking, and tossing a pizza into the oven... A frozen pizza is not what cooking is. Now, if you made it all from scratch, then you're cooking the pizza. That's my definition of the whole thing. All right. I have a lot of messages on the Wake Up Wyoming app I have to answer, which I'm going to do in the next segment with open phones. Wake Up Wyoming. Sunday night. I don't 
6 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Thursday, and I swear I can see the weekend from here. Cold temperatures still out there. I'm going to get a lot colder this weekend. Keep listening to that forecast with Non Day. And not only does your local radio station have the forecast for all of this, road conditions, things like that. It's not just on the app for your local radio station that carries this program, but also the Wake Up Wyoming app. We'll have all of those details as well. All right. A lot of irons in the fire of this program. Let me go ahead and try to pull all of this together for those people who join the show a little bit later. But first, our sponsor this morning. Today's show is sponsored by Banana Scented Nose Hair Clippers. Clipping your nose hair never smelled so good. I used to get complaints from friends from time to time. You need to go clip those nose hairs until I got the banana scented ones. And also, this is an open phone segment at this point, so it doesn't matter. I've gotten out what I want to talk about, so you can call in and change the subject anytime you want and just interrupt me. That's okay. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Morning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven was the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. So I started off early this morning and you can jump in because I got a lot of help from people, mostly off the Wake Up Wyoming app, which, by the way, free to download at your app store. And when you open it up, look for the chat option. It's in the middle there and just of the where the toolbar is. Just touch chat, and you can send me text messages. So what sort of words and phrases are used a lot today that makes you just roll your eyes up in your head and go, oh, God? Like, for example, if somebody says, my pronouns are, which, yeah, oh And my answer to that is you can call yourself anything you want. You go right ahead. I don't have to participate, and I'm not going to, but you can do whatever you want. That's the libertarian in me. I hate it when people say, no offense, but... And then what what that means is it's a setup. They've just given themselves permission. They think they've cleared themselves to say the most offensive thing possible. Common sense gun laws. You know that they're not going to be common sense gun laws when they use that phrase. Uh, let me see. That's right. Based my oh oh oh, and the science is settled. The debate is over. Now you know when that happens that that person who just said it is aware that they've just lost the argument. So they're trying to shut you up by saying the science is settled. The debate is over. Sustainable is another one that really gets me. I hate that. Experts say. Uh-huh. And they never have any experts when you ask them, well, who, what experts said what exactly? They don't. They're just tossing that out there because the experts said it, you know. I said experts say, therefore it's true. And another one, I, there's a lot that we went through this morning on phrases and words like this. Two big pet peeves of mine. Love is love, which doesn't mean anything because you cannot define a word by using the same word. I don't know what you mean by that. You have to, love is what? You have to use other words. Also, follow your heart. No, follow your head. Don't make decisions based on what you feel. One of, and we had a nice long discussion this morning about all sorts of things. 
that people throw out there like this that are buzzwords today oftentimes used. Now, the other conversation we got into was, so the YDOT wants to use federal government money again. They're trying to find a way. They're trying to get people to buy into the whole charging station idea. The money comes from the federal government, and they would like you to set up some charging stations. Now, I tried this before. They put a pause on it. Now they're trying it again. And my entire argument earlier this morning was, well, if it's organic, it'll happen. In other words, free market. When the automobiles started taking over across the country, nobody had to subsidize gas stations. Now, I did get Mark and Centennial said, gas station owners are allowed to pay $1.5 million to replace tanks because it's mandated by the government. Okay. But other than that, um, fuel stations out there today, gas and diesel, this is not government subsidies. In fact, it's very difficult to open up a gas station today because of government intrusion. But if you want to go ahead and put up a charging station, oh, they're just going to hand you money. Carol and Casper, they should put a big charging station outside the power plant on I-25 and then send those pictures to D.C. Carol, that exists. That already exists. Go to Wheatland, Wyoming. And I want to say it's the Sinclair station, I believe. But go to Wheatland, Wyoming, and there is a charging station there with a whole bunch of charging ports, if you will, right? And as you stand there looking at the charging stations, you can turn and look off in the distance about a mile and a half away is a big coal fire power plant right there letting people know they drive coal-powered cars. But now what I'm doing is answering people who are talking to me about when I was going on about, once again, subsidies for these charging stations and why that doesn't work. But let's read on here. Kevin in Wheatland. Now, Kevin, you know about the charging stations I'm, I'm telling Carol about, right? A garage I do business with in Colorado wanted to expand, but the state of Colorado required them to include EV charging stations that doubled the cost of the new building, so no expansion. Oh, well, okay, now that's huge. Hang on. <clears throat> Keith, that's huge. Let's think about what just happened there. There's a garage, they do repairs, okay, in Colorado. Now, this business is doing good business, so they want to expand. That's good. Expansion is good. That's good for the economy. That probably means more employees, too. That's a good thing. So, if anything, Colorado should be encouraging the business. Yes, please expand. But instead, in order to expand, you're going to have to include EV charging stations, which, of course, even with all the subsidies, breaks the bank. So the expansion doesn't happen. That is huge. Okay, so I, while talking about this... Now, Mark French in the Godforsaken Hill just outside of Casper, I'm going to answer what you just said because I was talking about earlier things that government shouldn't get involved in. So here in Wyoming, there is the push for the all-of-the-above approach to energy, which I wrote an article. I've been thinking about how to phrase this for a while, and I wrote an article this morning about it, which probably will just be part one of the article about, no, we don't need an all-of-the-above approach. We need to get government out. We need to get government out of the energy business. Every time government gets involved in an industry, they make it far worse. 
just the way they've destroyed health care and education, including college education and college loans. And they're destroying the energy industry now. Every time government gets involved in something. So when government says, we need an all-of-the-above approach, no, we need you out. So Mark is saying to me here, I'd like the state of Wyoming to get out of the liquor business. Yes. Yes, I would love the state. I don't even drink, and I want the state of Wyoming out of the liquor business. There's no reason for them to be in it. That goes back to prohibition days that we're still doing this. Lars is in Laramie about the nose pickers. Hi, Lars. <laughs> the nose hair clippers. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, my dad's a, a Wyoming author, Gene Sterling, out of Sheridan. Uh-huh. And, uh he had a story that he submitted to Louis L'Amour magazine called The Nose Sooner, and it's about those nose hair clippers. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if you've seen them. Uh, the old style, they were kind of a cylinder, and on the top they had the little rotary blade. Oh, yeah, I have um, seen those. Yeah, yeah. And they were battery-powered. Uh-huh. And so the, the just, uh, you know, the, basically the story is about him uh, turning that on getting it inside of his nostril and the batteries went dead right as they grabbed hold of all the hair. <laughs> you know, that causes a lot of eye watering. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no. I, and he's never told me if this was a true story or not. Right. But uh, the only thing he could do was yank yeah. it out of there with oh. all the hair stuck in it. <laughs> There's people right now going, ooh, because you know, everybody oh. at some point has had to pull that nose hair. <laughs> Absolutely. And they've never wanted well, to do it again. I thought you'd find that funny. It is funny. All right. Thank Lars. I appreciate it. See, the kind of conversations we get in, n- never, never, never let it be said that this show is not educational. Over the last few days, there's been large protests over the protection of the local woodland. Today, we're joined by one of the hippie freaks responsible. Larry, have you ever thought about getting a job? No, jobs are for people who work. I understand your organization is trying to protect natural resources, but my question is, would it really kill you to take a shower? Ah, uh, you see, showers take water away from nature, so we try to avoid it. All right, sounds very similar to how the rest of the population tries to avoid you. Ah, uh, yeah, right on. So is there anything you'd like to say to the general public? Um, fight war with love. Yeah, because as we all know, love is an AK-47's one weakness. Also, you have to remember, trees are people too. You know, it's really strange. I've just got the sudden urge to punch you really hard in the face. Oh, no, heavy. <laughs> Yep, there you have it. A new level of crazy. And you heard it here first. Covering world-ending catastrophes for years to come. It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Find content, chat live, and listen on demand on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. 822 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. 888 was the phone number. 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. So a couple of responses from Colorado. RH is in Wiggins, Colorado. This has to do with the charging stations. And RH, I think you have really just a great idea here. I like where you're going with this. But first, let me get to Luke and Cheyenne. Morning, Luke. Good morning, Glenn. Yes, sir. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to comment on the electric vehicle topic you've been discussing. I I read an article a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you've heard this, but... um, I think it was in Oklahoma. Some insurance companies have decided they're they're not going to insure these vehicles because, mm-hmm. as you know, I mean, you get in a, a collision with a with a gas vehicle, and you may, you know, they they've got to run their calculation to decide if the car is totaled or what it's going to cost to repair. But right. you can have a, a fender bender with a with an electric vehicle, and if that battery's destroyed, 
you've just bought the car. Ah, the whole and thing's done. Okay. So it's so, easier. So, I mean, but, at some point. So what you're saying, I've heard that they weren't going to insure some of these vehicles, but basically what you're saying is it's easier to total an electric vehicle than an internal combustion engine. Well, uh, yeah, just because of the cost of the, of the battery, it's so high okay. that it, it's changing the whole calculation. And I think, you know, one irrefutable law of nature that you and I both know is that insurance companies are not going to lose money. Right. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. And what happens at some point is the government now going to have to subsidize the insurance companies to be yeah. able to be willing to insure the vehicle. I mean, where does this thing end? Yeah, and, and I don't doubt that they would, too, just to make sure that you bought them. Or pass some kind of a law to say to insurance companies, you have to insure them whether you like it or not. Right. Yeah. But but again, it goes back to your argument. If 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 we have to try this hard, if we have to do put this you know much money into getting people to adopt something yeah the free market hasn't sorted it out yet so get right. out of the way and let them figure it out yep all right thanks for calling i appreciate it and that goes back to what uh let me see rh says in wiggins colorado he said re- referencing electric cars and charging stations subsidizing any product with government money confiscated earnings from us incentivizes producers to not improve the product with more research and development. I'm going to get back to that in just a minute. Brent Bien is on the phone. Brent, hi, how are you? Hey, Glenn, yeah, it's uh, Brent Bien here and uh, Rich Weber, and uh, we're up in Lander. How are you doing? Very good. So how's Lander up there? Because it's freezing down here. <laughs> well, it's, it's a little chilly up here right now, too. Yeah. But, no, I, I just wanted to let you know real quick, uh, we had a great, uh, in reference to our, our ballot initiative to reduce residential property tax, we had a great... Uh, town hall last night in jackson you know a lot of those folks up there uh you know they they they, they feel left out in a lot of ways just simply because you know everybody's like ah that's that's Keaton county you know we don't want to mess with those guys but there are some fantastic people up there we're going to get Keaton county for this ballot initiative uh no question but uh it was fantastic last night and uh anyway just wanted to uh, you know just touch base with you real quick on a on a, on a you know just updating you on what's uh, what's going on with this stuff. okay so if for people who want to learn about your ballot initiative where do they go to find more information on it well this is uh richard weber good morning Glenn. morning we uh we have you can use my phone number 307-660-5832 or you can go to facebook you can get wyoming voter initiatives and if you want to go to our website, it's Wyoming Ballot Initiatives. Okay. Wyoming Ballot Initiatives. Is there a number for this initiative? Or after they go Wyoming Ballot Initiatives, how do they find it? It's wyomingballotinitiatives.com. That's it. And just look it up there? Okay. All right. Yeah, they can do that. Also, uh, the Cheyenne Home Show, we're going to have people down there. We've got a table in uh, Cheyenne at the Archer there, the event okay. center. And in your county, you got Brenda Johnson out there, 702-622-1101. She's working that area. All right. So this is all an attempt to do something about those rising property taxes in the state of Wyoming. That's right. All right, guys. Keep it up. Keep calling in with updates. Good. Thank you, Glenn. Thanks. All right. Good sure. talk to you. Stay warm, buddy. Yep. I'm, yeah, that's not going to happen. 888 was the phone number, 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. I'm going to go back to what... RH was saying here. And so this is good. Subsidizing any product with government money, which is confiscated earnings from us, incentivizes producers to not improve the product. 
with more better research development, okay? They're getting the money anyway, why would they? Now I can give you all sorts of examples, and I mean many different, rather than getting into too many details. I have watched and worked for companies where they were doing good, but then one day competition came along and competition forced in order to not go out of business. The competition was better. The competition had a better idea. So in order to make sure to not go out of business, the original company had to make improvements. They had to do a, make a better product at a better price with better services. That means the competing company went, oh, Lord, we're going uh. So now the competing company has to come up with something better, more affordable with better services. And back and forth, the battle goes and everything keeps getting better. That's the free market system for you. But RH is right. When you have a system where no matter what, you're going to get paid, the government's just going to pay you no matter what you do. Well, then nothing ever improves. And as Luke said, when you are having to push through all sorts of incentives, subsidies, et cetera, et cetera. You have to push people to get them, to coerce them, and in some cases even force them to buy your product. Then what good is your product? And it's only going to get worse. It's not going to get better. Now, there are some good things to say about electric vehicles if you've never uh, driven one behind the wheel of one and so on. Electric engines are actually really amazing as far as their efficiency goes. But there's still a lot of problems that need to be ironed out and haven't been. And the dumbest thing the government's doing right now is trying to create an artificial marketplace rather than just letting it happen organically. That's what's going to sink this whole thing. The same thing goes for wind and solar power. Now, Terrier Gal is in Fort Collins. She also made a great point, but I'm going to have to wait until after this news and information break to get to it. 888 Woods, the phone number, 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Let's wake up, my own. the time it's wake up Wyoming. Mean, i like the discussions we have going this morning which are several discussions at once i will get back with frank gambino about what exactly is the definition of cooking when i get him on the line but okay uh terrier gal from fort collins we were talking about words and phrases that just make your eyes roll up in your head and one of them is sustainable because that's a buzzword today that people will just drop in Whenever they want you to like something, it's sustainable. And you'll hear that a lot in television commercials, even radio commercials and so on. Companies have the virtue signal. So everything's got to be sustainable. Now, just so you know, this radio program, first off, we in this program, we practice carbon sequestration. As I'm talking, CO2 is coming out of my mouth. And it is captured in the studio. 
It's not going anywhere. See, we practice carbon sequestration and recycling. A lot of times the material I use is material that I've used before and I'm doing it again, which means I'm recycling. Okay. That makes this program sustainable. Huh? It certainly sustains me. It's how I pay my bills. <clears throat> so it's a sustainable program. Oh, yeah, Terrier Girl writes, thank you. I agree with these haters' words. Uh, sustainable. I've started asking people in texting groups, so how is the, is sustainable? How is it sustainable? She oftentimes gets blank stares and porky pig stutters, she says. <laughs> Which is interesting to do when you're typing to someone, but okay. She gets blank stares and porky pig stutters. And texts come back peddling the description how good the thing is with no clear definition of exactly why it is sustainable. Which is why oftentimes when I talk about you know, wind and solar and other things like that, and they say it's clean, it's green, it's sustainable, it's reliable, it's affordable, and I say none of that's true, especially when they say that wind and solar is renewable energy. It's renewable. And they call... Uh, coal, gas, and oil, non-renewable energy. All right, let me see. Did I save this from yesterday? I think I may have. Yeah, okay. There's a couple that I've saved here. Let me find the one. Give me a moment. Okay. All right, now, this is a gentleman who is a, uh astrophysicist, and he is, he's worked for many years, 35 years to be exact, for Harvard University, and also NASA on the Cassini space probe. So this guy's got quite a resume. He recently retired mainly because what he wants to do is get out there and say what he really thinks. Because at Harvard University, they weren't letting him. And so he wants to really say what he thinks, especially about the nonsense of climate change and how it's not man-caused and it's a natural thing and so on. Here's what he had to say about energy, especially when it comes to you know, things like methane, what we in this country call fossil fuels. Now, you'll recognize this voice first off. In the United States, we often refer to our main sources of energy as fossil fuels. Oil, natural gas, coal, they're fossil fuels because they come from fossils, ancient organic material, forests, jungles, plankton, dinosaurs, held under the ground for millennia, they transform into oil, gas, and coal. Everybody thinks that's true. On the other hand, there's evidence that maybe it's not the whole story. If that's where fossil fuels come from, if that's how hydrocarbons are made, then how come they're found so deep under the oceans and at the top of the Earth? How come one of Saturn's moons, according to scientists, has more oil and natural gas than Earth? Were there dinosaurs and planktons and forests at one point on one of Saturn's moons? Probably not. So if all hydrocarbons aren't from fossils, where are they from? Okay, then you have to ask your question, so is that sustainable? Again, how are you defining sustainable here? If we're finding out that different kinds of hydrocarbons, I mean, when you put gasoline into your car, that had nothing to do with dinosaurs. Nothing. I don't care if you pull up to Sinclair gas station and they have that dinosaur out front. The gasoline in your car has absolutely nothing to do with dinosaurs. Now, the scientist I was talking about 
His last name is Soon. Willie Soon is what he goes by. And you heard, of course, the, the voice of Tucker Carlson interviewing him. Here's just a short, a short clip of what Dr. Soon had to say. So on the climate change issue, I'm fully convinced. After all these years, even though we may not know exactly what is causing climate change, we suspect it's the sun. We have a lot of evidence to show that it's probably the sun. Very high percentage, you know, like I would say 90% were sure, but not 100%. But we know carbon dioxide is not the gas, it's not the what you call the, like your thermometer in your room, can adjust up and down that you can set the temperature to be whatever level you want it. First of all, they can never tell us what temperature do they want it at. What is the temperature you want to set the global temperature? Al Gore has not been able to answer that. John Kerry has not been able to answer that. Because we know the temperature from the coldest in Siberia to the desert in Sahara. I mean, these are huge, at least a hundred degrees or more kind of differences. Yes. I mean, who are you to tell me which temperature is the correct temperature where you guys are talking like that? They are talking as if they are pseudo God, they're God themselves. I mean, these people are so ambitious that in some sense, I think we have to keep their ambition down a little bit. I mean, these people are not contented, just like what you put out there. <laughs> if you're, you cannot be ambitious when you're contented, but these people are so out of their mind in some sense that I think is misleading. And somebody had to speak out against them. I think you are one of those who consistently point out their hypocrisy, right? And I really find that the whole problem of this global warming is a complete nothing, which means we should do nothing about it. Just go on and live life and adapt to it. So what is the optimal global temperature? What is sustainable, as he would put it? What exactly is the sustainable temperature? Can coal, gas, and oil be sustainable energy? Listening to him, I would think it could be. Al in Hillsboro, Toyota, hydrogen, 70. Oh, there's that hydrogen car they have. Great car of hydrogen were not so expensive. I agree. I'd love to see hydrogen, you know, do more than what they're doing. They're still working on it. Well, Whisper in Platt, uh, Rapids, Wyoming. Why do you, de- he's asking me, why do you desire to be seen as sustainable? <clears throat> well, because it's a great way to poke fun at those people who use those kinds of buzzwords. I'm, I'm using their own language against them in order to annoy them. A talk radio program like this engages in carbon sequestration and sustainability and recycling through my rhetoric. Yeah, That's got to drive them absolutely nuts, which is why I say it that way. So, yeah, folks, coming up on uh, just a moment from now, hang in there because I've got, of course, sports coming your way. Frank Gambino, it's Wake Up Wyoming. Is your life boring? Are you too young for a midlife crisis but tired of waiting for something to trigger an existential crisis? Why not try generalized anxiety disorder? Make every day a crisis. Yep, there you have it. A new level of crazy. And you heard it here first. Take Glenn anywhere with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Eight forty-eight. The time it's wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box where Frank Gambino's waiting by. Okay, Frank, we've gotten into a serious discussion around the station about uh, what is cooking. Heat is cooking. 
What now? Here's some of the explanations. First off, I'm going to take Miss Mary's explanation, and I'm going to uh, Reader's Digest version. Okay. So, if you're someone who's single and you eat out a lot, then to you, microwaving is cooking. Agreed. Yeah, okay. Now, I do like Tom. He is cooking. Yeah, Tom was in here just a moment ago, and I like his explanation of it. He he agrees with me that if you take a can of soup and you put it into a pot or you put it in the microwave, it was already cooked. You're just heating it up. But, like your pizza, when you put a frozen pizza in the oven, was the dough cooked? I don't know. Or is it just dough? If you're actually cooking, like let's say it's a pepperoni pizza. The pepperoni wasn't cooked until you put it in the oven. Now it's actually cooking. The dough was not cooked until you put it in the oven, and that's actually cooking the dough and making it edible. That's cooking, even though it was it was assembled for you, but you're the one who heated it up and changed its structure. Anything in the oven is cooking. So if the oven is turned on, you're cooking matter, it. Matter of fact, anything on the stove is cooking. Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. So what if I had something that was already pre-cooked and I put it into the oven just for a couple of minutes to warm it up? Am I still cooking it? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> yes, you're, you're re-cooking it. Yeah. Cooking is heat. Well, I have this explanation. If I made it, trust me, it's not cooked. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, I, It's a I, foreign concept, <laughs> isn't it? To, to, yeah. yeah. But I do think the idea, to me, when I think of people cooking something, uh, oftentimes I take a look at, People who are in the kitchen mm-hmm. and they're chopping things and they're seasoning and, you know, there's all that work going on. And to me, that is what cooking is. But pulling something out of a package and throwing it into either an oven or a microwave for that matter, you didn't do anything. All the work was done for you. All you're doing is just heating it up. I still had to do something. Yeah, but that doesn't you mean... Know, you know, like if I ordered a yeah. pizza from a pizza joint, I didn't yeah. do any cooking. Right. They did. Yeah. That's why you pay them. Yeah, they do. Well, that's why I say I, I oftentimes I just heat stuff up. I don't actually cook it. But, you know, so if the pizza arrives, you know, at the door, that was pre-cooked. But I will have to give in to Tom on his explanation. If it was not, if the dough was not cooked, it was just assembled. Mm-hmm. Now, the pizza was assembled. Yeah. But nothing was actually cooked. And I put it in the oven. That's cooking. Then I'm cooking it. All right. I'll buy that, too. All right, women's college hoops. The Wyoming Cowgirls are 4-0 and in Mountain West play, 9-6 overall after a really nice 72-55 win over San Diego State and Laramie last night. Cowgirls put the game away with a great fourth quarter, outscoring the Aztecs 21-7. And UW shot 52% from the field and connected the, from the three-point line 10 times with just seven turnovers. Tess Barnes had 17 points for the Cowgirls. Allison Furtig recorded a double-double with 10 points and 11 rebounds. San Diego State falls to 2-2 two two in league play, 11-6 overall. Cowgirls will play at New Mexico coming up on Wednesday. One team that has not been very, very hot lately is the Wyoming Cowboy basketball team. They lost big at Utah State on Tuesday, 83-59. They dropped them to 8-8 eight and eight overall, 1-2 and two in Mountain West play. The last three losses for the Cowboys have been big double-digit numbers, 26, 17, and 24 points to BYU, New Mexico, and Utah State. The Cowboys also have double-digit losses to Weber State and Texas. It's been live and learn for the Pokes this year, and they need to really tighten the screws on defense. They'll be home on and Saturday afternoon in Laramie to meet Fresno State. Our latest wireprepscom basketball polls are off for the 4A boys. Cheyenne Central remains number one. 
Cheyenne Central 2, Laramie 3, Natrona 4, and Sheridan 5. In 3A, Douglas still number 1, followed by Powell, Lovell, Pinedale, and Thermopolis. Lingo Fort Laramie is the new number 1 team in 2A with Wright 2nd, Tongue River 3rd, Wyoming Indian 4th, and Lusk 5th. And in 1A, boys, Upton rated 1st, followed by Saratoga, Cokeville, Farson, Eden, and Southeast. In our 3A, in our girls' Wild Preps basketball poll, in 4A, Cheyenne East number 1, Cody 2, Sheridan 3, Campbell County 4, and Cheyenne Central 5. Douglas remains number 1 in 3A, followed by Buffalo. Mountain View, Pinedale, and Palm. Tongue River rated first in 2A. Wyoming Indian second. Sundance third. Rocky Mountain fourth. And Lingo Fort Laramie fifth. Cokeville is numero uno in 1A, followed by Upton, Southeast Burlington, and Little Snake River. Our Wild Preps Athletes of the Week have been announced. For the boys, it's Lingo basketball player Brady Cook, who averaged 22 points a game in the 2A East Smackdown tournament over the weekend. The girls' winner was Cheyenne South wrestler Trinity Warner, who won the 106-pound weight class at the Douglas tournament over the weekend. Nominations for the next athlete of the week starts tomorrow at 5 and concludes on Monday at 9 a.m. Log on to wildpreps.com and the Wildpreps app to get started. High school alpine skiing, the event scheduled for today and tomorrow on Casper Mountain has been postponed due to the upcoming gnarly weather conditions. It will be rescheduled for January the 25th and January the 26th. And that's it in sports. So Fort Laramie did good, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. They're, yeah they're, that's they're, a good for a tiny little community like well, that. Well, you know, you, you have Lingle. You know, in Fort Laramie, you know, okay. and they're at, they, they produce a lot of really, really good athletes. Oh, good. Okay. That southeast part of the state, is, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah. I mean, it really is. See, yeah. I pulled it while well, going to actual Fort Laramie itself. I pulled into the town of Fort Laramie, yeah. which is not very big, but boy, they got some nice trees there. Yeah, nice trees. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a cute little community. A so couple of nice bars, you know, yeah, and okay. restaurants. Yeah. Not a whole lot of people no, there, no, but, no. you know, they produce some good stuff, apparently. So, and okay. they cook there. They do. I'll have to ask next time I pull in. Do you guys yeah, cook? Of course they do. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Frank, for coming up on some local business. And we're going to talk about update on your weather forecast after that. And then we're going to roll into some more open phones last hour of the program. Wake up, Wyoming. Sunday night. Six of the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, we still got open phones going, so 888-97 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. Uh, and today's sponsor is a hygiene product. Today's show is sponsored by Banana Scented Nose Hair Clippers. Clipping your nose hair never smelled so good. So, that's a hygiene product. Huh? Okay, well, let's go with that. So, okay, a uh, couple of things. I have Bill, who's in Bill, Wyoming. I love that. Bill is in Bill, Wyoming. I, <laughs> Bill, are you the mayor of Bill, Wyoming? What is the... I have to look that up, Bill. What is the population of Bill, Wyoming these days? Let me see. Population Bill, Wyoming. Because I know Bill, Wyoming, made national news. They got a hotel. There's nothing else going on there. And wow, that got huge national news. Let's see. Bill, Wyoming, population five. Oh, oh, okay, okay. The bill went from five to 11 people. This was back in 2008. 
And that was because a hotel and restaurant went up. What happens is in Bill, they're on sort of a corner of a back highway, right? Highway 59, right, Bill? And on that corner, there's a switching station for railroad cars. So that's their main industry right there is all these cars get switched. And because of that, people are coming and going, engineers, stuff like that. So a hotel was put up there, which is a nice one, actually, with a little restaurant. So they jumped from five people to 11. And because of that, and I'm trying to remember, Bill, what was it that was it like Wall Street Journal wrote up a story about the massive boom in population? But it says here, Bill Wyoming... Population more than doubled from 5 to 11, including pets. <laughs> so that's Bill. Anyway, Bill says it, we're doing annoying words and phrases. Words and phrases that make you just go, come on. Every time somebody says that. All right, so Bill does not like safe space. That does drive me nuts, too. In, in the way that it's used by the woke crowd, safe space. And that was a horrible thing to do for college kids because they would go to college. Did somebody say something that offends you? Here's a place that you can go and feel safe and deal with your emotions. And there's coloring books and teddy bears rather than telling or showing them how to be tougher, how to take it, how to handle it. Emotional support animal. Careful, Bill, because... My rubber chicken, Carl, is my emotional support animal. And I mean, legally, I have the document to prove it. So careful with the emotional support animal thing. Triggered. Yeah. I do, like, This is where when someone gets triggered, there are some things you have to watch out for. Because there's some people who legitimately have some issues. And certain things can emotionally trigger them. And you should watch out. But that became used, I mean, I should say abused by certain people for political reasons and social reasons. So because of that, that became a bad thing. Kind of like with emotional support animal. Emotional support animals are actually a good thing until people started to abuse it. And then all of a sudden it became really a bad thing. I'll get to you in just a second, Judy. Hang on. Um, Bill does not like undocumented immigrants. Yeah, illegal immigrant. They snuck into the country illegally. Call them what they are. And then you're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> it's funny that all he had to do was just uh, say that once, and it sticks with us. Okay. Triple eight ninety seven was the phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Judy's on the phone. Hey, Jude. I just got done reading on Facebook and some on uh, K2 Radio, or I wouldn't have called in today. Um, okay, this natural asset company, mm -hmm. that's a big no for me. Okay. I don't need some private organization deciding what land to be used, okay. where my money goes, what's it invested with. It's a private entity. It needs to find its own job, its own business instead of ours. Uh, Wyoming, uh, there's another story. Wyoming uranium is about to boom. No, it ain't. Biden ain't going to let us dig. And I listened to the financial committee on that. They're not going to use any of Wyoming's uranium or any of our natural gas 
in all of these things that they're trying to do, whether it's the new plant or the solar farm or uh, changing the coal-fired plants over to natural gas, they're not using our stuff. They're using out-of-state stuff. And I'm still going to say, I want to know who's got their fingers in the pies. And I can't seem to get any of them to answer. And then last, we have uh, new rules would allow ousting Wyoming legislators accused, there's the key word, or convicted of felonies, accused. So we're going to do something what uh, uh, Maine has been doing, what uh, all these other states are doing to Trump, right? Because you're accused, you're guilty, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. No due okay, process so anymore. Due process is done. Somebody just needs to yeah. be offended by you and you're done. Yeah, and that's that's a big one for me. And then they're still doing that 3.6 million acres for wind and solar farms. They're going to abuse uh, landowners that surround that somehow, some way. You know it's coming, whether it's for roads to get to the transmission lines or whatever. But anyway, it's ripe for abuse that's a big no for me too okay okay and as for the boys that were speaking last night over at what the best western yeah there's not a one of them on that stage i would vote for again because these are the rhinos of the state these are actual democrats with with an r behind their names they have not done anything for our energy industry they like like uh charlie scott for instance He's talking about education. Why aren't we talking about what's really going on? Our energy failure, our financial failure, um, property tax increases, okay? They're going to steal $80 million from us, but they're going to give us back money for our property. Then why are you doing it? Mm. If you've got to give us refunds on what you're stealing from us, why not not just not steal? I wrote, you, know? uh, you might be interested, I wrote up an article on the Wake Up My Own site this morning. So the governor and several other people working with him have that all of the above approach to energy. And I make the case that I would rather have a free market approach because all of the above approach means government is getting involved and deciding what percentage of energy needs to be what, what percentage is wind, what percentage is solar, yep. what percentage is yep. coal, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. The best way to exactly. solve that is to let the free market decide what is the best way to go. And the marketplace will come up with actually what is the most affordable and reliable energy out there. So no, Governor, I'm sorry, I don't want your all of the above approach. Well, because not only that, these gas stations, what was it, the one you were talking about earlier today down in Colorado that wanted to uh, extend his business yeah. to put in a charging station right? and found out that the government is involved to the point where it's going to cost them double what he wanted to do. Yeah. And you were to talk about the gas stations and stuff. Well, think about it up here. I think Wyoming took, what, $8 million from the government to do charging stations and stuff? Mm -hmm. Quit taking money from the government, guys. Yeah. That's what the problem is. And then overtaxation of the Wyoming people because some stupid idiot comes in and says, well, this is how we do it over in Colorado, or this is how we do it over in Nebraska. We don't have 10 million people to absorb the cost. We've got a small amount of people in a large area. You know, 
I'm, I'm out of mind that 70 of our registered Republicans need to go. Right. We need to have people start running against these guys and finding out just what they're up to because they're, the, the uranium industry is going to ride high. It's going to be tied up in court for the next five years. Yeah. You know what it is? The yeah. treaty huggers are going to come along and say, you know what? We don't want you digging. We don't want you digging coal. We don't want you doing oil. We don't want you doing gas. We're sitting here going to freeze our butts off up here in Wyoming, and our idiots down there are taking money from the government to put in these unsustainable, there's my word for the day, windmills, solar farms, and nuclear energy. I'm over it. It's time to vote out nine-tenths of them. Now, Ida John, who's way down there in Granite Canyon, wants to know what did I do to get you so fired up today? And I want for the record to know, I did not hand Judy a cup of coffee at any point this morning. <laughs> but the problem is, is I haven't had enough coffee yet. <laughs> oh, and then I start reading. <laughs> well, I had to take the cat to the vet this morning. I yeah. two fixed and two neuters. Uh, in Barrasso, always jumping on the Trump train. Right. Yeah. Okay, John. Uh, <laughs> as soon as you pull your new no, nose out of Mitch McConnell's rear end, we might believe you. Time to find a new one on him, too. All right. I'm Thank just, you, Judy. I'm over these <laughs> Okay, bye. <laughs> Woke Radio, W-O-K-E, where we're 100% solar-powered, giving you sustainable programming and... Uh, weather says cold. No power. The sun's shining, right? Maybe we can get mom's treadmill hooked up to the grid. Listen to Glenn Woods anywhere you roam with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. 923 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So let's see. I, John, Judy's a tough act to follow. Yeah. She can be uh, really riled up at times today. That's one of the times. Bob and Glenrock. Hang on a second. I just, I hate it when it does that. It just kind of jumped me. Bob and Glenrock, the free market found that round tires sold better than square tires. <laughs> Bill in Bill, Wyoming thinks Judy needs a uh, emotional support animal. Well, she can't have Carl. Carl is mine. But I suppose I could get her one. Mary wants to talk about landlords. Hi, Mary. Hi. Um, I hope this is just gossip, but I was told yesterday that the city council has passed some kind of resolution that the landlord is responsible for utilities not paid for their uh, tenants. Right. I had heard that too, yes. You haven't heard that yet? I have heard that. It is, oh. yeah. It's a story that's out there, yeah. How how can How can they do this? Because... I'm a landlord. That's the reason oh, okay. I'm so upset about it. But if I would call and say, can you tell me what the balance on Glenwood's uh, account is at 123 Center Street? They'd say, no, that's private information. I can't do that. Yeah. But if I so, leave and I stick them with the bill, and I'm, I'm just thinking out loud here, Mary, so let's see how this works. So let's say um, I'm one of your tenants, and then I just decide to pack up and leave, and I'll tell you where I'm going. You don't know where I am. They don't know where I am. And, but there's this electric bill sitting out there. Well, someone's going to pay that. And so you're the owner of the property, so I guess they're going to hand that bill to you. 
but they possibly haven't even paid that bill for three months. Yeah. <clears throat> this actually happened to me. I had a, oh, I, had, okay. I had somebody that I just left it in my name and then they paid part of it mm-hmm. as they went along. And then one day I get this bill in the mail and it's 900 and some dollars. Right. And either that or a disconnect. Well, when you get it disconnected, then there's a reconnect charge and all that kind of stuff. So um, the utility should have a backup of, a, you know, a credit card number right. or uh, well, here's, a, I'm just, a signee on it or something yeah. and not leave it to the landlord. I'm just kind of um, thinking out loud here. <laughs> I know that when you rent a property, you probably take a deposit in case they were to leave and leave the place a mess and you have to fix everything up. You've got that deposit. Is such a thing done for utility bills as well? Um, not to my, not to any of my renters. Okay. However, if you had to have a cleaning and damage deposit and now you tack on another deposit... Yeah. And you want first month, last month, that person probably can't afford to live anywhere. Yeah, okay. I wonder, it, It's too bad when someone takes off, you can't find out, well, where did they go so I can go ahead and send them that bill and send the electric company after them, you know, instead of you being stuck with it. Because the power company doesn't know where they went. You don't know where they went. And again, the power company's got to get that bill paid. Somebody's going to pay the bill, and you own the property, so I guess it falls on you. Are you going to go talk to the city council about it? Well, I guess I I don't go to the meetings because right. they always are kind of uh, one person person talk, doing all the talking anyway, but yeah. but it what that's just up for voting. It's not it wasn't passed. Okay. Or was it passed? Um, I did, I found a story, and I don't remember where I saw. I'll see if I can look it up, but I did find a story about that online. Uh, it might be, let's see, try our Wake Up Wyoming site or K2 Radio or Oil City News might have it. So one of those will have that story. And then you can go ahead and find out where you go from there. But, yeah, that sounds like something you need to talk to your city council members about. Because I bet you, I guarantee you, you're not the only landlord who's upset with this. There's got to be a bunch. But if they're like me, then they're, and no one, of course, it's our fault, I suppose, we don't go to the meetings, but, yeah. you know, you can't go out, you can go out on a night like last night to go argue about something, maybe. Okay, well, I didn't know whether, I was hoping it was just gossip, but no. first they, they raise the rates and now they don't want to even be responsible for collecting that, they want somebody else to do that for them. Okay. Yeah. Well, again, I just, it seems to me, I'm just taking it from the power company's point of view that somebody has to pay that bill. And if you don't know where the tenant went and they don't know where the tenant went, you're the owner of the property. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. (laughs) All right. Good luck with it. Let me know how that turns out for you because I'd really be interested in knowing. Okay. All right. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. Yeah. Again, I heard that while she was talking i was trying to figure out where did i see that story and um kind of poking around trying to find out where that is but yeah that's gonna get some landlords upset they're not going to be happy with that but if you were the power company who would you turn to to pay that delinquent bill probably the property owner right yeah okay
Coming up on local news update on your weather forecast. And right after that is more of you and me. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Let's wake up Wyoming. Woods or chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. 9.36 the time, Wake Up Wyoming. Mark and Centennial, hold on just a moment. I'm going to get right to you. Uh, So for Mary, who called just a moment ago, if you're still listening, the story is Cowboy State Daily. Title is, After Angry Backlash, Casper tables a plan to make landlords pay for unpaid utilities. So according to the headline, because there were some angry landlords out there, the city of Casper has tabled for the moment a plan to make landlords pay for unpaid utilities. So it's not a thing quite yet. Mark is in Centennial. Hi, Mark. Good morning, Glenn. How are you? Good, sir. What you got? Uh, First of all, it's time to get out to the caucus event. Uh, 46-0 will be caucusing at the Centennial Community Church on the 2nd at 6 p.m. Okay. And then we got some brave people working for our government, our assessor, our clerk, and our treasurer are going to make a tour around the county and talk about property taxes, the county budget, and elections. So they'll be at the fairgrounds on the 23rd, here in Centennial on the 24th, and two other events. So I would encourage people to go out, talk to them, raise their concerns. The property tax goes up 50%. What kind of additional um, benefits or services are we going to get for that? And then, or is that just going to go to increasing government employees' pay? Uh, How is that funding? How is that money going to be? So the, the other input I got for you this morning, Glenn, is we have a good history of how when government gets involved in the economy, it hurts the little guy. It hurts mm-hmm. the the mom and pop business. We can look at the tank holes at the gas stations. And when ExxonMobil or Pete's or any of the big corporations had their were required to go pull a tank they dipped into a tax fund that, you know, was two cents on the gallon, and that two cents on a gallon increased the bureaucracy. There's a whole department at DEQ designated to doing that. There are no tank pulls going on anymore. 
but yet that department is still there, um, you know. And what find me? I, I know of one, a mom and pop operation that dispenses fuel. They the big guys were able to, to hire a, a lawyer and negotiate the bureaucracy. Mom and pop, they lost their business. And I worked for them and tried to negotiate the, the bureaucracy and get things done for them. But typically, you know, government's government. They do. They're a, it, it's this. They have the the mass and the momentum to go in the direction they want to go. And it's disappointing every time government gets involved in the economy. It just it never works out for the people. So we need to elect better people to represent us in Cheyenne and in Washington. Um, Harriet Hagman is a bright burning star compared to the rest of those turds in D.C. Yeah. So um, with that, I'll let you go. Okay. Thank you for calling in, Mark. I appreciate Mark calling in from Centennial. One thing, I was at a luncheon yesterday, which is where a bunch of uh, state representatives, House and Senate, get together. Uh, it's put on by a local chamber of commerce, and so we had a, a nice lunch there. And then these members of the House and Senate get up and speak on different issues. And they kind of move it along. They don't spend a lot of time per issue, but this to let you know what the legislative body would be up to. Then they open it for questions, right? And one of the things did not surprise me. It always gets me. It always bothers me. But it did not surprise me. The number of times when the question and answer session, people stood up and said, well, here's the problem. What are you going to do about it? So one gentleman, he had a lot of facts and statistics about Wyoming and affording a home in Wyoming for people who can't either buy a house or someone who has trouble getting into an apartment in Wyoming because they're not making enough money. And so his question to the representatives of the Wyoming House and Senate is, so for that housing problem, what are you going to do about it? But my thought should was, well, we, they should do nothing. We've all seen what happens when government gets into housing. And it's not turned out well. Like everything else government tries to fix. That's not your so if you want to fix it, I'm with you. Let's fix a problem. But every time you see an issue out there, you turn and say, Well, government needs to. And I think that's a big part of the problem when it comes to the American people in general, not just here in Wyoming, but across the nation. Every time a problem is identified, what is government gonna do to fix? I got news for you. They don't know what they're doing. Well, let me ask you, how many things are you an expert in? that you could actually go fix the problem. People in government seem to be an expert in absolutely everything. They even promise they're going to fix the weather for you so you never have to have another bad weather day. Let's wake up. Wake Up Wyoming goes anywhere you do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio. Forty 
38 the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Okay, Frank, I was amusing myself just a moment ago watching something on social media. You know, you're heading down the road and you see one of those uh, street signs. It's a, it's a speed limit sign, but it measures your speed. Measures. Yeah, in other words, it'll blink how fast you're going. Right, your yeah, speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's a bunch of adults. Let's put that in quotes that have decided to challenge it and run past it. I saw that, and they yeah. can only get to about 18. Yeah. now even and that's fast. Yeah. Now, most of these people, I'm going to say, were in their 30s, it looks like to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're not in good enough shape to be trying this. A couple of them were really pathetic. Well, they and some of them probably sh- shouldn't be running at, at all. all. No, you just you you got your. I love it when I hear people say, "I need to get back in shape." You never were in shape. Okay? No, no, no. So you're not. Well, no, no. They, they probably were when they were younger, yeah, but not but, now. No, I know. I, I see some people that were young people that were never in shape. But anyway, so you think that a couple of them hit a decent number? Yeah, I think not not bad for their age. Right. Probably in their 20s. They probably okay. have seen better days, you know. Okay. But, and they weren't running very far. No, they were doing like a, not even a 100-yard dash. Yeah. Oh, well, it's more like 40. Yeah. So you're not going to get that kind of acceleration. But they're trying. Okay. You know, I, I you know when you when they flash that, uh, you know, you're going too fast? Yeah. I was, I was actually in Orlando, Florida, and it never switched. Everything, everyone was going too fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, everybody. Everybody, you know, normally yeah. It would go back to what, what the numbers should be. Yeah. It just said, too fast. Here's what gets, okay, there's a couple of places. First off, in Florida, when I went back recently to Florida to visit family, and when I saw a speed limit somewhere, and I was going, you know, maybe a mile or two an hour above the speed limit at best, and I realized that I was the only one on the road paying attention to the speed limit sign because everybody oh, yeah. else was just tearing past me. I mean, did you not see that sign that said speed limit 45, and you're doing like 60? Now, here in Wyoming, now don't, Frank, don't tell anyone I said this because I don't think the police know. But there's not many uh, highway patrolmen out across Wyoming, and Wyomingites know where they're not. For a day. Yeah, and so they know that they can just go ahead and get away with it. And that happens a lot, I think, in the state of Wyoming. Well, and and plus, I mean, there's a long way to go between point A and point B. I mean, remember that... what about the days of Mon- when Montana had no speed limits? Uh-huh. Yeah. And reasonable and prudent was the, the explanation. Yeah. A- yeah. Yeah. As long as you can, it looks like you can handle what you're doing, they're not going to bother you. Fine. However, we could run down the sidewalk at 15 miles an hour. Women's college hoops, the Wyoming Cowgirls with a very nice win last night, beating San Diego State 72-55. So they are 4-0 and when Mountain was playing 9-6 and overall. Cowgirls put that game away in the fourth quarter, outscoring the Aztecs 21-7. And it was a good shooting night for the Cowgirls at 52%. They also rang the three-bell 10 times with just seven turnovers. Tess Barnes had 17 for the Cowgirls. And San Diego State is now 2-2 two and two in league play, 11-6 and overall. And UW ladies, they'll be at New Mexico on Wednesday. One team not on a roll so far, the Wyoming Cowboy basketball team. They lost big at Utah State on Tuesday, 83-59, to drop them to 8-8 eight and eight overall, 1-2 and two in Mountain West play. And the last three losses for the Cowboys that have been big double-digit numbers, 26-17 and 24 to BYU, New Mexico, and Utah State. Plus, the Cowboys have double-digit losses to Weber State in Texas. It has been a live-and-learn deal for the Pokes, and that's just the way it's going to be, it looks like. They'll be at home on Saturday afternoon in Laramie to take on Fresno State. While RyoPreps.com basketball polls are out for the girls in 4A, Cheyenne East 
number one, Cody second, Sheridan third, Campbell County fourth, and Cheyenne Central fifth. Douglas remains number one in 3A, followed by Buffalo, Mountain View, Pinedale, and Palm. Tongue River is rated first in 2A, Wyoming Indian second, Sundance third, Rocky Mountain fourth, and Lingo Fort Laramie fifth. And Cookville is numero uno in 1A, followed by Upton, Southeast Burlington, and Little Stake River. For the boys in 4A, Cheyenne Central remains number one, East two, Laramie three, and the Trona four, Sheridan five. In 3A, Douglas still number one, followed by Powell, Lovell, Pinedale, and Thermopolis. Lingo Fort Laramie, the new number one team in 2A with Wright second, Tongue River third, Wyoming Indian fourth, and Lusk fifth. And in 1A, Upton rated first, followed by Saratoga, Cokeville, Farson, Eden, and Southeast. Our Wild Preps Athletes of the Week have been announced for the boys as Lingo basketball player Brady Cook, who averaged 22 points a game in the 2A SmackDown tournament over the weekend. Girls winner was Cheyenne Southwest of Trinity Warner, who won a state who won a championship at 106 at the Douglas tournament over the weekend. Nominations for the next Athlete of the Week starts tomorrow at 5 p.m. and concludes Monday at 9. Log on to wildpreps.com or the Wild Preps mobile app to get started. High school alpine skiing event scheduled for today and tomorrow on Casper Mountain has been postponed due to uh, the upcoming gnarly weather conditions. It will be rescheduled for January 25th and the 26th. And when, when they postponed it, did they include the word gnarly? No. Okay. I, I just added that, yeah, like, added that. you know. Okay. Just, I think they should. Is gnarly an adjective or a verb? I'm, I'm or not sure, but I would think uh, they should include that as a scientific term. Yes. Gnarly. It, gnarly is kind of a, a word. You, you, you know it when you see it. Yes. Yeah. Can't actually define it in the dictionary, but by God, when you see it, that's gnarly what is it. Yes. And if you put dude behind it, that's like an explanation <laughs> well, point. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. Yeah, you'll need to hear that. It's Wake Up Wyoming.